Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to send some very special shout outs to Rebecca in Greensboro, North Carolina, Zara and Oscar in Ojai, California, and Estelle in New York. And I would like to wish a very happy birthday to Edeline and Sigrid in Clarendon, South Australia. And happy birthday to Francis. Francis, Sigrid, Edeline, Estelle, Oscar, Zara, and Rebecca, thank you all so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown-ups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. We've got a new series at Girl Tales. What does that mean? That means that there will be more than one episode to this story. This is Effervescence Part 1. Be sure to watch out for the next two Effervescence stories over the upcoming months. Enjoy! Hello? Is anyone here? Why, yes. Hello, hello. You must be... Rebecca. Rebecca, yes. Welcome back to Dress Up. Thank you. And you're... Sai, yes? Are you the shopkeeper and dressmaker? Correct. Oh, I talked to another gentleman the last time I was here. What was his name? 
Oh, Pito, who is here as well. He's in the back putting some finishing touches on the dress you ordered. I had to lay it out last night in the garden to collect some fresh moonlight. I love the way you describe your craft. This shop has been the talk of the town since you arrived, and I'm so excited I had a reason to try it out. Where were you before this? Ooh, good question. Hard question. I was a part of a story somewhere else, somewhere far away. Can you guess? Mm, no. Tell me. Ohio. What? No way! How'd you end up here? A party. <laughs> Do you want to know the story? Oh, of course. All right, then. Let's see. Now, mind you, I tell stories differently. I hope that's okay. So I'll start this one off with a quote. Mm -hmm. A wise woman once said, the saddest phrase in any language is, what party? Effervescence, the fairy teenager with human parents, didn't understand that quote back when he'd first read it. But now the fullness of it tackled his chest, his heart bounced around his ribcage and back into place from the impact. How does social media always find a way to knock the breath out of you when you least expect it? All he'd been doing was scrolling through his feed on the Foibles app and checking out the red carpet looks for the annual fairy fashion show, Princessagram, when he saw that Primera, one-third of his closest friends, posted something new. It was a glamorous photo of her looking down and to the left, otherwise known as the fairest of them all, Angle, and she was wearing the peach dress that he'd made for her out of a sunset. He smiled because he was happy she was so proud of it. Then he read the caption, Mirror, mirror, who's old, old up and ready to party? To which Effervescence said, Party? What, what party? He furrowed his brow without realizing it and went to Sassunda's account. Sassunda was Primera's sister and another third of his core friend group. Anything Primera did, Sassunda was sure to follow, and wouldn't you know it, she did. Same photo, same angle, different dress, this one lavender, and made out of her favorite music. And the caption read, Pumpkin carriage, anyone? I can't miss this ball. <gasps> Wait, Effervescence whispered in horror. Well, not exactly horror, more like a creeping terror. It felt like mm, water spilling onto a table and spreading out over the surface and he was the lone napkin someone forgot to pick up. That feeling. <laughs> That's just my anxiety talking. That's just my anxiety talking. Effervescence was grateful that he'd read a book about feelings, and that anxiety is one of them, and also that it talks. Let's not jump to conclusions. He went to the foibles page of the last member of his friend's group, the youngest of the three sisters, Tertia. And there she was, in the mint-colored dress made of dandelion dreams that she just had to have after she saw the other two, with a caption that read, See anyone who's anyone at the castle tonight for the party? Hashtag Green Envy. Hashtag Green Ivy. Hashtag Gender Reveal Gala. Mm. Well, that didn't. There was a party, and he hadn't been invited. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Effervescence anxiety was screaming now. He looked up that last hashtag on Tertia's posts, that hashtag gender reveal gala, 
And there were all these photos of fairy princesses he knew, all dressed up and going gaga over their anticipation for Queen Mary's baby's gender's first reveal at a party. Woo! What a sentence. And what a dress. He'd made that one too. And out of her favorite memories. How could this happen? When anxiety spoke to him, he often spoke back. I don't remember them mentioning this to me. Maybe I forgot. But... I, I never forget Queen Mary. He ran through what he could do. Call them? No. Prima detests phone calls, so Sasunda and Tertia dislike them as well. Texting? Yes, but which one? Prima only initiates texts, but never responds to yours, but is mad when you don't reply to hers. Sasunda? Mm, she just does whatever Prima does, but sloppier. And Tertia? Ugh. Is a bit blunt but she responds but are you ready for that response his anxiety said to himself that's when his pet raven flew to his side to speak to him instead because the raven hated watching the boy talk to himself how could what happen my little starlight there's a party happening and all of my friends are there and everyone i know and not me and and, and, and why well have you ever tried asking them no, and why not? The raven didn't have eyebrows, but if he did, one of them would have raised up while the other stayed down. Note that this is what adults look like when they know the answer to something, but ask the question anyway. Be because then I'd have to talk to them about it. And that's bad? I, I mean, if it's bad, it is. Effervescence. The raven guffawed, but also cuckawed, so goofacard. <laughs> Come now. You're too brilliant for this nonsense. Call them up and see what they have to say. It's better than just sitting here stewing in it, rolling the idea around in your head over and over again. You are... Mm, what's the word for that? The raven said with one imaginary eyebrow raised again. Perseverating. The word you're looking for is perseverating. The raven had no lips, yet you would know that he's smiling. His trick had worked. Ah, boy. Call them now and let them speak for themselves. Ugh. Okay. Well, given his earlier train of thought, Tertia it is. Hello? Oh, Tertia. Yeah? They all had this way of droning on certain words and calling that an accent. Mm, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I was calling because, well, are you, are, are, are all of you, are all of you over at, a, at someone's house right now or something? What? Uh, why would you ask that? You're so silly, Effie. Effervescence hated that name. It was the source of so much pain, and she knew that. If you have to shorten it, he remembered saying, then just say Effer. I know, right? I, I'm such a dork. It's just... I saw you were wearing the dresses I made you on foibles, and I was, like, wondering, uh, why? No. Huh? I mean, mm, yeah. Wait, are you, are you talking about the dresses or, or being out, or... Yeah. Tertia, that's confusing. Ugh, fine. It's too much work trying to say mean things in nice ways. 
yeah, we're at Mary's baby's christening or whatever, and no, you're not invited. But don't worry, it's like not even a big deal or anything. Oh. Why? Uh, it's just for fairies, you know? Oh, well, then can I come? And that restored some hope, because Effer was in fact a bona fide fairy. Fairy princesses. Sorry. Need a dress. The makeup, the hair, all that. Oh. And there went that same spark of hope, which Effer realized was always a mirage for everybody who dreamed of having it. Well, and anyway, you're still a boy fairy. You don't want to come here, ew. You don't belong here at all anyway, so just go do something you like. Even though it's late, I could use my magic to- It's about to rain, so I need to head back inside. Call you later, yeah? Yeah. She hung up before he could say anything else. Tertia and the other sisters always end calls or hangouts with purr, and it still baffles effervescence. But even more baffling was that utter lack of an excuse he'd received. Effer hated this about himself, but he was so angry he was crying. And to be honest, he'd started the moment Tertia said, you don't belong here. <laughs> there, there, now, the raven said to him. There, there. Pause. To understand why this day, those words, this boy, and that call were so important, we need to do like regular stories do and go back to get some context. We also need to do like most fairy tales do and say, once upon a time, even though we're about ugh, five minutes into all this. So without further ado, once upon a time, Effervescent's parents were a couple trying to have a baby. And when they did, they realized something. The baby was not human. It was a fairy. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're so swamped with everyday life, you just get a baby. That is, in fact, not human. It happens. The code word for that is changeling. When a fairy baby goes to a human couple, they are called a changeling. Usually with girls, it's easier to tell if they are a fairy or not because they immediately expect to be treated like fairy princesses. And then when they can speak, they usually ask for things like, but I'm a fairy princess, please. But boys, mm, no one knows what to do with fairy boys. And it takes a minute to figure out if your boy is actually a changeling because they're just busy being babies. They don't know they're filled with magic. The first giveaway for Effer was that he understood all too well for a baby going on toddler. Every night his mother or father would take turns telling him stories and on those nights they didn't or thought they could get away with staying silent. He would just stare at them. Even if they turned out the lights and tried to tiptoe out of the room, he would just stare at them out of the corner of his eyes as if saying, seriously? The moment they set foot on the other side of that door, he'd wail. 
Eventually, though, they ran out of stories they knew by heart, which meant getting them on paper. And so a mini library began, and it was filled with anything they could find which wasn't much beyond a dictionary. But it didn't matter. Effer loved his dictionary, which leads to the second giveaway. He was way too good at words. In fact, his first word was sequins. For you see, his mother was a seamstress, and while he watched her work, a client came in a tizzy, describing a purchase gone wrong. She had been scammed by another vendor and was trying to describe a piece of material that had been poorly woven into the fabric that fell right off. It was plastic, but looked metallic, and oh, how it shone brightly in the light. Oh, but what was it? Sequins. His mother stood agog. That was her son's first word? Sequins? Yes. The word she's looking for is sequins. His mother furrowed her brow, opened a drawer, dug inside, and pulled out a shiny metallic-looking pebble. Was it this? She asked the woman. Yes, that exactly. Effer's mother looked back at her son with new interest. He stood there staring back, gaze fixed on that sequin. Then that led to the next giveaway, which was he wasn't good at what others considered usual human boy shenanigans. He did not like getting dirty. He did not like rough play. He hated sports. His father was at his wit's end trying to figure out how he could relate to the boy. He was hoping for some interest in briskets and chuck roasts because his father was a butcher, but to no avail. And even when it came to animals, Ephra was just different. Instead of training them or commanding them, he... Mm, at least his father didn't think he was making this up. Talked to animals. For example, Effer's father will never forget the day a tawdry baby raven had gotten lost after falling from his nest and didn't know how to fly yet. All of this was related to him by Effer, who was in tears, telling his father they needed to take in the baby raven. Well, I, don't, I guess it's all right. He'll need a name. I don't know what you name birds. I was hoping to get you a dog or a cat. Those are easy. Max, princess, that sort. What do you suppose this raven should be called, eh? Nebuchadnezzar. Neb? Neb? Nebuchadnezzar. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. He said so himself. Oh. His father replied in the way adults do when they don't believe children but don't want to admit they don't believe children, even though children can tell when they don't want to admit something. He said so. Isn't that right, Nebuchadnezzar? Oh, ha! He says yes. Oh, oh, oh my. You, you, well, you know, Effer. I just can't figure you out, son. No matter how hard I try, you are a uh, puzzle or a... A uh, question. I, I don't know the word. Quandry. Quandry? Yes. The word you're looking for is quandry. So it is. And that was that. His father looked away, shaken, but not stirred, and Effer said to himself and the bird in a whisper, Maybe the other word he was looking for was... disappointed. There were more signs and scenes, but those were as easy to list as the photos on Effer's foibles account, which he begged for when he became a teenager. In fact, let's scroll down memory lane, shall we? Here was Effer at his fifth birthday party with only Nebuchadnezzar in tow because he was having trouble making friends his own age and species or close to it. 
Here was Effer at his seventh birthday party with Prima and her sisters. They'd all befriended each other when Effervescence saw them playing castle with dolls at recess and wanted to join. Who is this one? He asked as he picked up a doll. Charles, Primera said. He's married to Tiffany, said Sasunda. But wants to marry Elise, said Tertia. Ugh, no one wants to marry Elise, Tertia. We've been over this. Someone does too. Tertia had always been unafraid to confront Primera on her more prima donna tendencies. Effervescence gave it some thought, looked at the other dolls, and said, Elise wants to marry the church and become a nun, but won't admit it to anyone. Ah. Sasunda had sighed. Love that for her. That's it. You're staying and helping us sort out all of this drama. Primera said, and it almost made Effer salivate. Drama? He loved a good drama. That was a fun photo. All of them holding up the dolls they loved as their avatars. Such simple times. After that would be Effer at eight and alone on the playground the days the sisters were busy with other people. Here's Effer at nine, then at ten, and usually in solitude, looking lonelier than any child ever should always staring out into the distance. He remembered finding these old photos, showing his mother, and asking her why she didn't put them up like other parents. She'd said something about a sadness somewhere in each of them, and that she preferred the ones where he smiled. There weren't a lot of those. On he went, scrolling and scrolling and thinking and pondering on how all throughout these years, effervescence has been haunted by the feeling of doing the wrong thing when given a choice, but not knowing if there was a right choice to make. The closest word he could find was problem. He felt like he was a problem, and it's an awareness he kept close to his other senses for all these years, and here it was again, rearing its ugly head. He was not invited to this party because of a problem he was or had created. And what was he supposed to do to fix it himself, etc.? And hence why he was angrily crying right now. Now you're all caught up. Unpause. Effervescence. If you want to go to the party, then just go, said Nebuchadnezzar. Aren't you glad we know his name now? The, the only white girl fairies. No, fairy princesses. Anyone can be that. But I did a dress. Are you really afraid of wearing a dress? No, but I'd have to make one. Are you really suggesting that'd be hard for you? Nebuchadnezzar flew to the top of Effer's wardrobe. If you want to be where the fairy people are, you've got to be yourself and stand in that truth no matter what. No one belongs in a dress at a party and having fun more than you. So snap out of it. We've got magic to do. <sighs> I needed that. Thank you, Neb. And with that, Effervescence raised one hand in the air, summoned the magic from deep within him, channeled it into every fiber of his being, and shouted out into the world, It's time to dress up!
That was Effervescence Part 1 by Sai Sion. Performed by Sai Sion and Rebecca Cunningham. Produced by Maria Wortel. Executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grown-ups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and remember, I believe in you.